Hi everyone, this is Luca and this is a new episode of the Eurobeans. I am back here with Tiana. We really need to continue talking about the Brussels bubble. We're still a bit fired up about the We're whole now conversation. We're fired up than ever. So we want to going. <laughs> <laughs> So we want to continue. Okay, so um, we were talking about the, the Brussels bubble, what it is, and uh, why it's so unjust and very elitist. So, yeah. I mean, let's talk about the Brussels bubble as a non-EU citizen. Yes, I actually, you know, felt like I really forgot to mention one of the things that also had me so frustrated, and that's the, the situation with being uh, uh, non-EU. So I come from the Balkans, right? So for me, finding an internship was also a little bit more challenging uh, because a lot of organizations don't want to deal with with people who don't have a European passport. And European, in, in a sense, when I say European, I mean EU because I'm also European because I do come from the European continent, by the way. <laughs> um, but yeah, apparently, you know, I'm not, you know, um, well, I don't want to say good enough to be a part of the of the Brussels bubble but it's it it proved to be way more challenging to find positions not having a, a European Union passport so that was also another thing that I needed to take into account and it felt really you know it really feels like you're being discriminated against I have to say um because oh, you yeah, do 100%. 100%. I mean, you also have to, not to mention that, okay, I do understand, you know, sometimes you have to, you know, search for scholarships and pay higher fees or whatever to be able to even study at these organizations, but then not being able to even find an internship, which is actually mandatory for you, is really something that, I don't know, it, it's really so frustrating and infuriating even. Um, yeah. It got me really frustrated and I, I was so angry, I have to say, I was so angry. And then, you know, you always have this fear of, Oh, is it going to be, you know, you read, you read through the vacancies that are published and you go and you go and then you find a line in the end, which basically, you know, and, and then it's all about inclusivity. We apply people of different backgrounds to apply, yes, blah, blah, I blah. When I read and that. Then, yeah, right. And then there's a line, please only apply if you're, you know, allowed to work uh, in the EU, which I'm not being a non-EU citizen. So if I'm a student, maybe, but if you graduate, then you also need to. So that means that they don't even take your application into account you know if you don't have the paper settled then it's like bye there's they, no, they're not going to help you in any way shape or form no any way whatsoever any way whatsoever to provide anything i mean i do understand that it's maybe a bureaucratic hassle but if you're an, an inclusive organization shouldn't that be a given to help people exactly. <laughs> exactly or is it just to get funds that's also a question <laughs> exactly i mean i mean that's that there's that there's you know, a lot to that as well. That's a whole other discussion, I feel. I mean, yeah, but, but at the end of the day, it really looks like it's just a facade because, you know, like if you only accept, if you only pay people like very little, if you basically only want people of, of different backgrounds, just when it's convenient for you, especially when you're going to do an event and you're going to, you know, take pictures of your diverse um, yeah. uh, office, I mean, that's when it's convenient for you, but then when you have actually have to work for it, you know, like when you actually have to um, do a little bit of extra paper, then that's exactly. a, that's a, that's an issue for you. Exactly. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm also, I, I've never worked in, worked in, um, in 
HR and, you know, like those kind of things where, I don't know, I, I've, I've never done any kind of paper to hire a person, a non-EU person. But I guess if it's your job, it's not going to be that much, that, that complicated, you know, that much work. Yeah. I don't know. I, mean, I know that it is more work and it's probably made more complicated yes. on purpose by governments as well. But if yeah. you claim to be this organization that is all about inclusivity, then you yeah. should be able to go the extra mile. Exactly. But, you know, what I'm trying to say is that I don't even think it's th that much of an extra mile. Yeah, maybe. Well, I, I cannot say for sure, because like you said, I, I've never been, I'm not an H, I'm not an HR and I don't know the exact procedure the companies and organizations have to go through. But I mean, they should have the means to do it, right? These are huge organizations yeah. we're talking about. Funded by the EU mostly. Okay, sometimes they're like, well, I said huge now in the sense of if you work for an um if you're in the EU bubble, then mostly they are. If you work in the Brussels bubble, it can also be small NGOs, but if they're supported financially. But they're still supported by banks, by uh, exactly. big companies, and exactly. by foundations. So, you know, like, it's never, you know, we're never talking about, you know, we're not talking about, like, the local NGOs. That's why, you know, we're talking about the Brussels uh, bubble, because we're not talking yeah. about the local NGO that, you know, barely has money to pay rent. We're talking about, yeah. you know, like these NGOs that, again, are just the fact that they are paying a rent in Brussels. That's really like a big thing. And they usually pay rent in um, in good parts of Brussels, like in the most luxurious parts of, of Brussels. Like I know of um, of an NGO that's kind of like uh, it's not a partner of my program, but, you know, like most like many of my classmates would go kind of directly when they when we have to do the the internship, uh, they would go to um, to this NGO and they're in front of the um, the parliament. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They're in Most front of the parliament. But, you know, they don't pay. They don't pay for the internship. So, like, you know, that's, you know, how can you afford to pay rent in front of the parliament, but then you cannot afford paying for your um, for your interns? You know, maybe exactly. that's a that's a that's a matter of priorities. And then again, I'm I'm sure that they also have um, they they're also not going to go the extra mile as we were saying before to to do the documents for non-EU people. Exactly, but I mean also this rotation, you know, you know, it, it's like a, I don't even know. You have one person, then after a couple of months, you're already done with that person. You have another person. How is that sustainable? How does a person even develop? How do they grow? How do they, you know, learn things professionally? You cannot yes. work that fast. People need time to adapt and then to feel comfortable in a new environment. And then only they can, you know, flourish in a sense. So it just seems so, I don't want to say meaningless, but it seems so, I don't know, you know, like uh, unsustainable, really. I mean, I... I, I, it it should it should be unsustainable. I mean, it definitely gonna it's definitely gonna uh, lead you to like a mental breakdown sooner or later. Yeah, for um, sure, sure. Most of these most of the people I know who are a part of the EU bubble really do have mental health issues. Yeah, because you you burn out after a while. You cannot you know like it's not um, you cannot like survive the whole hustle the whole time. No. Uh, I mean, the thing is that I also I also met a, a person that worked in the EU bubble, Brussels bubble, and now he um, when I met him, he was in uh, uh, in the Council of Europe, who were in Strasbourg, and I don't know. He said that it's normal. That's you know that's the that's the game basically. You know, like that's what oh, you yeah. do. You know, like every every six months, every six or nine months, 
you move around, you know, like you go from one company to another. It, yeah, you know, I, that's, I that's what it is. See, but it's like this glorification of this culture, which is in essence so unhealthy. Yeah. And people glorify it, you know, it's really cool to do all these internships and it's cool to have 15 different companies that you've gone through in, I don't know, 10 months or whatever, which I find absolutely ridiculous. It cannot be good for you in the end. And, you know, it's just this sort of, to me, looks like this artificial experience building because, of course, then, yeah, you have experience on paper and I'm sure that you can pick up on many different things if you're, you know, in many different environments. But in the end, how much can you actually develop a skill that you're going to need in depth if you keep yeah. on changing like one thing after another? And I mean, it, it just I don't know. It, it, for me, it just seems so wrong, honestly. And it's no wonder that people burn out so quickly and easily. Yeah. I mean, and the thing is that, you know, like especially when you are in this type of, uh, again, bubbles, if you, let's say, fail and you, or like, I don't know, you you have a mental breakdown and you need to, you know, like quit then you really feel like, you know, you failed in life and, you know, like, because I'm sorry, because Definitely. I'm sorry, if once you, once you get out, you're never going to be able to, you know, to get back to the race. Exactly. Oh my God. You basically go, go to the bottom again. So, you know, like th- that's because it is, uh, it is basically a race. It's, it's very, it's crazy. You know, the, um, the, the, the competitivity that there is in uh in brussels because th- then we also have to say that you know like some some ngos or like uh firms let's say in general like uh consultancies in um in brussels like they only accept people that have already worked in inside the eu bubble and then yeah. you know like and that's how you you can get into um into these uh organizations and i don't know like that's even crazier because <laughs> you know like even say you know you need to i don't know you need to go to the uh, go work exactly. in, uh, exactly. in the, for the european union institutions and then you know if you don't manage to continue inside there then you know like that's how you can get better jobs maybe entry-level jobs um yeah. in these ngos or uh companies or whatever they are yeah but no, like, it's it's insane and then if you, how if you... Do, you do that I don't know. I mean, it's a tremendous amount of pressure and I do feel that it's glorified, right? Because there's yes, something yes, yes. appealing about these. You, everybody wants to be a part of the EU bubble, you know, and it's a race and people feel like super proud when they secure another internship and then one after another. And yeah, you hear them complaining, but they're still in it because it's like almost like this enchanted circle that you can never get out of, right? Because you know that if you're out, like you say, yeah. like you're out, you have to start from the bottom. Yeah. Incredibly unhealthy, really incredibly unhealthy. I mean, to be honest, like this is something uh, I have to say, this is something that it's not just uh, the Brussels bubble. I, I've heard of uh, a friend that uh, she worked in um, in Washington, D.C. She's like from the United States and it's basically like more or less the same thing. So, you know, like this crazy household culture that there is in uh, in these type of um, of fields, it's it's just, again, crazy, unsustainable and just for some types of people. Like just oh, an elite. Sure. Like, sure. I'm sorry, like you because you cannot uh, survive with this type of salary for a longer period of time. Because even again, even when they do pay you, um, they don't pay you enough. But at the same time, you know, like you're working sometimes, you know, with uh, you're working a consultancy for uh, for some governments or for, for international organizations. But you know, your salary is not the same salary as your uh, manager because your manager probably earns like three times more than you do. I don't know. I mean, but it's, it's also the uncertainty of it, you know, you know that it's going to end and end quite soon because it's only an internship. And then you don't even kind of have the time to think about what the next step is going to be 
but you have to think about it because you know that yeah. it's going to end quite soon. So already when you start, you have this uncertainty. You're like, okay, so this is only going to be for a couple of months. What's my next step going to be? Exactly. So it's like this never-ending hustle. Like you say, you're always on the go. You're always on the move. And um, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's not a characteristic only of the EU bubble, but I do feel that it, it is pronounced there. Yeah. Um, but I do think that, you know, now things are starting to change a little. At least we do hear people talking about what a healthy work environment is, a healthy lifestyle. And I don't know. I mean, this is a completely different discussion than maybe we can touch upon some other time. But I do feel that with Corona and with this sort of like hybrid work options, certain points started to be raised and a lot of people refused to go back and, and work full time in, in, in like a physical space or request mm-hmm. a more flexible work schedule. Um, so I do think that things are changing, but it's definitely the most the most dominant thing is this hustle, you know, the glorified. Yeah burnout culture basically yeah yeah exactly i mean because I, I don't know i mean one of the things that uh, my friends in brussels were telling me is that you know yeah once you secure the job you know once you sign the contract and you start working that's when you know like after a month not even after a month like when you start working you start also networking and you know getting as trying to meet as many people as you can and then after two three months you already start actively looking for a new job Exactly, exactly. Because, you know, the, the you know, you're already like halfway uh, there to the end. So you need to look for uh, for the next step. And, you know, like basically it's all, you know, like sometimes you don't even know, like if the friendships that you make in this type of field, you know, are sincere or not. Because at the end of the day, you are just, they're just trying to take advantage. Sometimes not even in a, in a not I mean, necessarily like in a bad way. Great. but Everybody's there for, 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 you know, for the connections and everybody expects. Yeah. In the end, you never know if, if, I mean, I do think that everybody in the end expects something from the connection, which is yeah. not necessarily true with friendships. I mean, yeah, you, you, you know, expect certain things of friendships, but they're not necessarily tied to yeah. your <laughs> career expectations. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that's why, like, it's, it's just the whole Brussels bubble. It's, it's just crazy. I don't know. It, Same. But again, as as we were reading before, like uh, everyone that talks about bursting the Brussels bubble, it's always people that are inside and, you know, they just say it in a very, I don't know. I would say like, I would say that they, they also don't even believe uh, about bursting the Brussels bubble because, you know, that's how they, they stay themselves like um, part of this group that it's, you know, kind of a, an elite in some way. There so, is a certain status appeal to it, so people are, yeah. mis- you know, instinctively drawn to it because it is like, oh wow, you're a part, you work there, you work here, you know, and then you get identified, you know, as a member of the bubble, and you want to stay there because it is a prestigious thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and there's and a again, to it for sure, for sure. It's just a, again, it's just a facade again because maybe you're 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 going to be thirty and still living with the uh, with roommates because. Exactly. The salary still not going to be good enough to to actually pay for a studio or for a decent accommodation. But yeah, I mean the the status is there, um, you know. And well, apparently that's the most. Out that you actually need like courage to break, you know, out of this cycle, and you do. I mean, people do. They sort of need to realize that it's all, in a sense, it's all an illusion, actually, because like you say, most people who are there you know, are in it for the race and not necessarily even the outcome it feels, you know, but they're not even, I feel like a lot of people are not even aware of it. 
I think after a certain point, you just get used to the race and you, for, yeah, you really forget about, you know, like the, like um, a real long-term goal, you know, like exactly. what, what, what you're, what you were actually looking for in the, um, in the beginning. But I don't know. I mean, I didn't even manage to actually get inside the Brussels bubble. I was there only for uh, 10 days and then I had to quit because uh, they didn't want to give me a contract. So there you go. <laughs> You didn't manage or didn't want to get, you know, be a part of it. That There's a difference, I feel. I mean, yeah, I, I didn't want to because I didn't want to sign up volunteering. Uh, you know, I, I was, I'm, I didn't want to accept, you know, these conditions that were given to me. So I'm not going to. I didn't want to, but I also couldn't. I mean, that's the reality of it as well. Yeah, I, I mean, need, yeah. You know, I needed compensation. I couldn't get it. So I, I realized quite early on that I, I cannot afford it. I cannot do it. It's just impossible for me. It was impossible for me at the time. I don't know. I don't think I would have done it. You know, I think there's also a difference because, well, actually, no, that's not true. I was about to say that because maybe I'm, I'm a little bit older in a sense. You know, I wasn't a graduate that's 20. Just, you know, getting there and sort of accepting more things. I was a little bit more, let's say, mature in a sense. So I knew that this was not okay for me. I think. I think that's the same thing for me too, because I'm also like a master's degree graduate. So, you know, like, I'm, you know, maybe exactly. uh, if you're a bachelor's degree graduate, maybe you're going to accept a bit more. But yeah, I mean, when you're like 25 or older. Exactly. Yeah. They're not going to. No. No. You know, no. Me <laughs> I need to pay rent. I need I to pay rent. for it. I deserve it. Okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, okay, so as usual, we uh, talked a bit more than our 15 minutes that uh, we had to, but uh, really thank you very much, Diana, and everyone else. Uh, talk to you next week. Bye. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. <laughs> thank you very much for listening. If you liked our episode, please consider rating us five stars and share the podcast with your friends. It would mean a lot to us.